0: You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, broadcasting on the iHeart Network worldwide. I would like to welcome my guest, Sherry Pedigo. Sherry is a talented writer, songstress, and actor. Her unique gift is her ability to bring words alive with soul and enthusiasm, with a message of hope. She has a gift of the heart felt emotion, Of Karen Carpenter and then the soul and power of Tina Turner she is powerful and authentic on stage commanding the audience and delivering her performance with the skill of a world-renowned conductor taking you on a journey of your soul welcome to the show Sherry Thank you. Bear, Beverly
1: Bev. My sister's name is Beverly, so I keep wanting to say Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel at home with you. I feel at home with you cuz you have that southern that that southern sweet voice of yours. It's like I feel like I'm in the living room with you at my house, you know. So it's oh. very comforting. <laughs> oh, that
0: make, that makes me feel so special and you can call me Beverly. It's okay. I've not been called <laughs> Beverly since I was 5 years old. Um, my grandmother started calling me Bev and everyone in my family and my friends and everyone, they, they just started calling me Bev. <laughs> but it, Well, I, it like, really doesn't... I like Bev too. <laughs> yeah, it's fine with me. It doesn't bother me a bit, but I feel blessed that you have a sister named Beverly. That's awesome.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yes. Sherry, um, You grew up in a small town in Kentucky, how wonderful that is. Um, And you started playing the piano and began writing your own songs at the early age of eight. I mean, how did you know that was your calling at such a tender age?
1: You know, my mom brought a piano home, one of those big, heavy, (laughs) I think it took seven men to move that piano in the house. I don't I was always running around I'd be running around outside I remember running around this tree outside making up lyrics and I was singing, making up songs when I was as soon as I could run, I think, because my mom said you were always making up some song and and so I my mom got me this piano and it it just was a natural thing for me. I just kinda of sit down and started kinda of, I had one person that showed up at the house, I don't remember who he was, but he came came over to our house, and he was playing the piano. And he showed me how to play that one thing that everybody learns on the piano, um, where there's two of you on it. And then the I was the oh, wait, one at yes. the end.
0: What is it? Let me guess. Well, um, I know which one you're talking about because I learned it too when I was little.
1: Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I I know. I, I can't think of the name. Somebody out there will know the name. To. But anyway, so my mom got yeah. me that piano, and then I'm I'm literally i i had some hymnals um now i'm eight years old i don't know where these hymnals came from if they mama got them from the church or what but i would start like reading the hymnals the words and i i didn't know how to read music obviously because i didn't i wasn't studying music at that age and i started just kind of playing the piano and singing singing the words that were on the page of the hymn book. <laughs> i remember going I was probably 12 years old when I did this I, in my home church in Southern Baptist Church in Kentucky I I got up and told them that I was going to play this song from the hymn book well it was obviously nothing like what the song was supposed to be but I made up my own <laughs> melody and banged around on some chords like a CD you know, nothing fancy yeah. believe me because I just did it all day year. I think it just was a gift uh-huh. and I thought everybody could do this I didn't know that this was something that that was a, a, a gift. A I gift. thought everybody could hear music. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Even when I was studying wow. music to read music in college, I faked it on. I, I because I heard everything. Like, all I need to do was just hear it and I could play it. And the teacher looked at me and she goes, you're not reading this music. And uh, she says, you didn't study anything. I said, I, I, but I, I can hear it. And she goes, yeah, but you could be such a more round, well-rounded musician if you could read music and you're faking it but I'm just going to pass you anyway she goes I'm going to pass you because you're 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 playing it but you're not playing it exactly right but you are playing it in the chords that it's supposed to be even though I wasn't playing it the way the the progressions were on the sheet but I just I, I had such a strong ear and I to this day if somebody starts singing I go immediately to the harmony. It was just it was a it was something that I just had in me that yeah. that gift to hear the gift to
0: hear which is a a powerful gift the gift, gift to have. the <laughs> gift of music the gift of music my darling that's what it mm-hmm. is yeah and the gift to hear absolutely. it absolutely yeah. hmm mm-hmm. oh what a story yeah so that just stuck with you and then you just progressed from there is what I'm assuming oh
1: absolutely absolutely I remember being on sessions in L A like, big sessions, like, parts that were, they said, can you read music? Oh, yeah, I would tell them I could read music. I could not read music. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted the job, and I knew I could do it. It's like, let's get off the chart, people. Let's get in our heart and hear this, you know. But I <laughs> I sing on, I sang on this one huge project. I won't say what it was, but it was, you would know it. And I did parts that I didn't even know I could even sing. And I was, like, I kind of knew how to sort of read the music, but I didn't know what they were called, the notes. But I knew when they went mm-hmm. up, down, I followed them. And I was smart enough to know to follow the notes where they were going and when to go up and when to go down. But I was very quick to feel it. I could just feel it. I can't explain it. But it, it's, that's how I even wrote my, my own song.
0: You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, and we'll be right back.
2: A sub above.
0: Welcome back.
1: I could just feel it, yeah.
0: You could, you could feel where the notes were going, where they were going to lead I, to.
1: Right? I, or even where they, sh- even like if, you know, if you're on a guitar playing a guitar or a piano, I'd, I'd be like writing a song and I'd just kind of let the the music that I was creating, actually, if you listen, you'll hear the words in it. It's just like it it's kind of wrote itself. You know, I was a very sensitive writer. I wrote Amazing. from my heart. I wrote from a, such a, it was for me it was a spiritual place really it was a deep Mm -hmm. place that
0: i went when i wrote and i still do amazing what a story sherry that is uh, that is um yeah i mean it yeah and you you see all these icons out there and you wonder how in the world do they do it but they they have the gift as well you know and you understand them you understand how they do it how they became Mm -hmm. what they what they are today yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: especially especially in the R&B world.
0: I mean, you talk about...
1: I remember one time I was at a NASCAP event, and um, the man that wrote um, Stand By Me. I'm trying to think of his name mm-hmm. right now. And when he, he was up talking about when he wrote... He wrote the song on stage. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon oh. is the only light we'll see. What is his name? Anyway, the man that wrote that song <laughs> was talking about he wrote that song in 15 minutes on the stage looking out and just he just kind of felt it and he wrote it. I, I, and that inspired me so much. I was like, now that is pure just writing what you are feeling in the moment and just letting it happen. And what a hit that song became!
0: Wow. Gosh, I mean, and what a blessing. I mean, for God to give you that gift.
1: Yeah.
0: It it has, is. It it has truly to be is. Just amazing. It's amazing to know that you're given that gift and 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 to and to know what to do with that gift. That's the thing. A lot of people have gifts but they don't mm-hmm. quite know what to do with them. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you know, the Bible says that your gift, the gift will make way for the giver. You know, if you're a giver of your gift and you're not holding your gift back and you just, you know, go where people say, hey, you know, would you like to sing at this small event here? Or would you like to sing at this charity? You don't know where that charity event is going to lead. It's like when you hold back the gift because, oh, no, no, because you have restrictions on it. I don't hold back on my gift. I just let wherever there's a door open for me, I go. I was asked to go recently, um, I drive an hour down to sing with a bunch of people. I didn't know everyone in the group, but I knew a lot of them. They were all from Chicago. And the lady that wrote with Donnie Hathaway the song, This Christmas, had had a stroke. And she was in the UCLA uh, Rehabilitation Center. My friend Larry, who's an MD, musical director, he said, Sherry, would you like to come with us? And I said, you know what? I'm going to get in the car and I'll be there. It's not, I'm an hour out, but I'm going to drive. I'm going to go. And it was so, for me, And she was so blessed by everybody being there to sing. And we sang this Christmas. I've never sang that song before, but I know it and heard it on the radio. But I just kind of joined in. We did all these other yeah. songs. And, and it was so powerful to be able to be, I mean, I'm not getting paid for that. I'm going to share my gift. So, you know, your gift, if you have it, don't just share it. You don't know where, you know, maybe one person in the audience, maybe a thousand people in the audience. It doesn't matter. It's like, as long as you're, and my motto is, is to touch people with my music, touch people people yeah. with my voice, because music yeah. has a power to heal, and music also has a power to destroy, depending on what That's kind right. of music you're singing, and what's, That's what's
0: right. the spirit behind the music. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I meant by that earlier is that there's so many, you know, that have been icons in the past that have taken that gift in the wrong way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and they have come and gone. So, you know, yeah, you, you have done phenomenal. Let's talk about the many iconic figures that you've shared the stage with. I mean... (laughs) Well, <laughs> we're talking about Billy Davis and, I mean, come on, oh,
1: Billy Davis, I've, I've, and Marilyn McCoo. <laughs> well, I've seen, I've seen with them at, a, at a, um, I met them, I forgot, oh, I was working on a, a, uh, the, the, the journey ride, what's it called, uh, artistic journey ride, which was in the Jimi Hendrix Museum. I was a dancer in the artistic journey ride um, that was all about James Brown. I see the Temptations were there. Ollie Woodson, when he was alive, he was in that Richard Street. One of the original Temptations was in that. We shot that at Paramount Studios, and Marcus Miller, the bass player who played with. I mean, Marcus played with everybody. He produced Luther. Um, anyway, I get cast to be in this production for two weeks. we working at Paramount, and I mean, I'm meeting all these iconic figures. And there was a couple that was there that was working on the on the set, and they invited me to come to um, a music event that Billy Davis and Marilyn Co were, were singing at. And they ended up, they, they did what, what was called a praise outreach. And this is what they did when they were off tour. Um, and they they did this once a month. And I ended up singing with them doing, during that. I'd sing with some of the projects that they recorded. I, I became very good friends with them. And from that, that, that led me to Diane Cannon where I met her. And ended up at CBS Studios with her for five years on the lot. We did. I do a lot of stuff that's you know based on faith, you know, but I also do a lot of stuff in the secular world. I worked in the rock world. I work in the EDM world, um, but I've worked with iconic people in Hollywood that all have come to faith in in, in the Lord and are Christians, and they have side ministries that to Hollywood and to people in the industry. Like, when I was with Diane Cannon at CBS, we had everybody there. Larry King came. He filmed it. Um, Raquel Welch. You name it. People, a lot of people came to the Paramount Studio lot. I mean Paramount, I mean CBS Studio lot.
0: I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break.
2: Out for some lays and you face a test Which tasty chip will be? sour cream, salt and vinegar too You sample them all cause the crisp is so good on your lips Yeah You left your wallet at home but now you have a new best friend
3: The many flavors of Lay's Chips One taste and you're in love
2: Last night we let the I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet No way it was out last night I kissed your lips, make you grip the sheets with your fingertips Last bottle of Jack we split a fit Just talking about life going sip to sip Yeah, you, you know you love to fight and I say shit I don't mean But I'm still gonna wake up on you and me I know that last night We let the liquor talk I can't remember everything We said but we said it all You told me that you wish I was. I see you till lights in the dust you call your mama I call you bluff and in the middle of the night pull her right back up yeah my my friends say let her go your friends say what the hell I wouldn't trade your kind of love for nothing else oh baby last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said but we said it all you told me that No. And
1: welcome back. So you—it's know, wow. just like one, but but I could have said no to those things, and I never would have met. You know, one thing leads to another. That's why I say your gift makes way for you if you are open and available. If I'd have been like,
0: that's right.
1: Oh, you know, or 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 not confident in myself. I've always been very much like I'm willing to go for the challenge, even if I'm shaking in my boots. I go and do it because <laughs> you, I I still mean, do it.
0: Well, I Eyes wide open. <laughs>
1: I, I do, I do. I went to Switzerland um because I was dating a guy in America who was from, he was Canadian and we broke up and it was right around Christmas and I was heartbroken for four or five months and I ended up getting a meeting a promoter and um I hired the promoter. <laughs> to do some book me for some shows and I wanted to get away from all the familiar. I just wanted to leave, go to a country, go somewhere just to forget about him and to to heal my heart really. And so I ended up performing in Switzerland and and as fate would have it or whatever you want to call it, God put me in a place because I took off and went, you know, like Abraham to land I did not know and I'm singing and one of the biggest rock bands, uh, not just in Switzerland, but pretty much in Europe, um, the lead guitar player heard me sing, and and the next thing you know, I'm I'm writing with the lead singer, and I'm on a, a rock record in, in Europe as a writer. So, but oh that God. would've never happened if I had, if, now see if I would've stayed stuck in the depression and the breakup and not made a shift and a change, Sometimes you got to get out of the familiar and go to the unknown to kind of shift things, which is very true, because if you stay stuck, people get stuck, and they get stuck in life,
4: you know, because
1: of a a loss. Now, a loss can be anything. A loss can be a death. A loss can be a breakup. A loss can be a loss of a job. A loss can be, you know, there's a lot of ways to have a a loss of your own ability, you know, with your, Mm -hmm. you you know, break Mm -hmm. a leg. I don't know. You know, you have yeah, to take the uh-huh. lemon and make lemonade. You have to. It's like
0: yeah. it's,
1: you have a choice. We all have a choice.
0: You gotta and, pick up and go you on. Know, Right. You always yeah. do. And pick it ain't up. always easy. Yeah.
1: That was not easy for me. I think I cried the whole flight there, but I was there for a month and it changed it literally changed my life. You know. I didn't forget about the guy, but my heart I I healed and I was I had hope for my future, because I snapped out of it.
0: Right. Well, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You got that right. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. (laughs) So always, always persevere, always. Always look ahead, and don't let anything bring you down. And so you've you've done very well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We need to tell, we need to...
0: We need to tell the audience um, that your voice is your voice now. That's heard on national jingles for Coca Cola.
1: Well, I mean that—that's been like twenty years ago. Yeah, but back then, <laughs> I even I sing about? on. I sing on the uh, Atlanta Braves tomahawk. Uh, the tom do the tomahawk chop. I remember recording that in Nashville and being one of the backup singers on that thing. Oh, uh, it was crazy! But my voice was heard at the stadium there when they did that. They played that song. Oh, I can still remember it. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. gosh! Oh my god! And Croakers.
0: you were the voice of Croakers.
1: Well, I was one. I wasn't the only one. I mean, you know, I I sang on their on some of their all jingles. Long, but
0: still, and I mean, come yeah. On.
1: Yeah, I did a lot of jingles and stuff in Nashville, and I worked for a jingle company. I mean, there's stuff I don't even know what I was even singing on. But, um, and you know, Pat, that was work. And, and then, I got hired to do that, you know. That was that incredible. was uh, one of the incredible. ways I made money, you know.
0: so And see, I, I even remember this one, the Pat Boone song, I Had a Dream. You do? <laughs> oh, wow. I Had a Dream. You know,
1: I, yeah. I've never even, I never heard it past the time that we did the demo. I, um leon batillo um uh-huh. he used to be the lead singer of the group chicago i used to sing backup with him and um he called me to sing on that project you remember that that's wild wow mm-hmm. see yes. i never even heard it after after we finished it i think i got a copy of it somewhere but uh yeah wow i actually called a couple of girls that i that i worked with doing a lot of sessions with here in la and the one of them was Marion Ramsey. She was the uh, voice, uh, the girl that was on the police academy, the really fun, uh-huh. loud, you know, short girl. She sang on that. Yeah. Anthem. Her, her and yeah. um, yeah, Angela. I forgot. Not Angela, but the other girl. I forgot her name now. But uh, yeah, you know, that was so much fun. And Pat is I so amazing. Him. Such a amazing guy. I love Pat ben. Love, 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 mm-hmm. love
0: him. loving. Him. Yes. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back
3: after the break. Aflac. Seriously? Now there's a hole in your defense. Look at the size of that gap. gap. Is that a goat? You talking about me? Gap. I think this goat is saying gap. Must be talking about the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. So who's talking about the money Aflac pays to help close that
2: gap? Aflac. Gap. Aflac. Gap. It's about to go down, baby. Aflac. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover at AFLAC.com.
0: Back.
1: You know, I did a documentary on fatherhood. I don't know if you know that or not. I'm not sure if I know that. No, tell us you. about it. Tell us about Yeah, it. I did a I did a documentary a couple years. Well, actually, right before the pandemic hit, and um, I um, I interviewed. I, I set out on the mission to interview um, a few people that I knew in the industry about their fathers so they'd never talked about it before. And so I, 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 interviewed him like in November of 2019 when I started, started conducting the interviews and I interviewed, uh, Oded Fair, uh, he's an Israeli actor. I, um, I met him when I was, um, uh, working in Ohio, and he, um, loved my song, Father. he heard me sing it. And so he agreed to do the interview from a documentary and talk about, you know, him being a father to his children as well as his upbringing with his dad. And, you know, the struggles that you have, you know, sometimes there's, you know, sometimes when your parents have had um, maybe abusive past themselves, sometimes they can be, you know, things can come across the wrong way, the way they're raising you. And, and there can be sometimes division caused by, by, um, by the wrong way of handling to bring up a child. Like Harmony Samuels, yeah. when I interviewed him, Harmony, uh he was nigerian he had a nigerian father but he he grew up in england but his father was very abrasive and he didn't talk to his father for six years and he hated his father actually because his father was um abusive towards him and uh but his father thought his abuse was going to make him become a man so he you know all these things he's just really kind of like um you know, you learn when when that past generation they learned a certain way of being. A lot of it was pride. You know, they they were very proudful. You know, and rarely said I'm sorry or you know the communication was not in a way that that you know they did their the way their upbringings were were not in a you know a loving way, but a stern. And they thought that was the way to do it, which it actually injured injured them. You know, and caused
4: right. hatred.
1: In the, to rise up in the hearts of the kids, you know, so I interviewed them. And um, another guy that lost his I never knew his father, actually, his father abandoned him as a kid. And, um, and I interviewed uh, Dr. Jay Faber, um, who's, um, a, you know, one of the, the almond clinic because they he's one of the top uh, doctors for the almond clinic nationwide. And, um, mm. and it was powerful. And I put that out the you know, we went into a pandemic. And um, so I, was, I I was in California when I was living in California at the time. And I, when March hit and we're going into shutdown, I have just finished all my interviews, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, we're in a shutdown." So, and my, I right. had an editor, yeah. but he he was compromised with health, and he did never he never wanted to get together in person. So I had to learn to edit, and I had to learn a whole new craft. And I, I learned time codes, and I learned how to. I learned a, a, a craft of Adobe Premiere that I never thought I would ever be doing because I'm not a sit still person. So he taught me how to do it virtually and then he cleaned everything up and did all the final, you know, fixes and tying it all together and it turned out really powerful and and I was like, wow, I mean, I, I never, I didn't really know if I could do something like this or not, but ended up winning a few awards and in the festival circuit and um now i'm at the place of where i'm seeking distribution for it i did have a a contract with angel studios that i had got into they did the sound of freedom um last year and i did a a year contract Well, it's called like a um they they don't call it a contract they call it a um it's not really a contract it's like they send it out to the jury of their investors for them to look at it and I got really high reviews from everybody, and of course, you know, it's 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 really when you pitch a project or you're, it's like a record contract. You you could be in a record contract, and there'll be several other people in that contract too, and they only put so many out the gate. You know, it's like you're mm-hmm. in you're lined mm-hmm. up in that race, and only one horse is right. going to win. So I haven't yeah, really gotten any word <laughs> back on any yeah, any yeah. distribution. Um, right now but I'm open for distribution. And the good thing about Angel is they're not a you know, they're you're not non you're not exclusive until you are out the gate with them in full distribution. So I I'm I'm looking for to take it into a series is my goal. Because I the subject matter is so needed and people touch on it, people talk about it. Um but there's so much that can be done to help so many of these these kids that are incarcerated because gangs become their father and it just became a real passion for me you know and I have a lot of wisdom with it now and I have a lot of understanding and a lot of compassion when I see marriages failing and when I see divisions and I see kids on the street you know stealing and I see all these things because it all stems from the home.
0: Oh yes. Absolutely. And so this really this really has lifted you to help unleash this.
1: Oh, yeah, I wrote a song. I wrote a song called Father Me. And uh, I just sang it at a, an event, at a charity event called Safe Passages the other night. And there were five
0: girls that were uh, graduating out of the uh, program. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break.
4: Jake from State Farm. I really want that personal price plan. So I'll admit it.
3: I'm a bath bomb guy. Dude, you do not need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath?
4: No? (laughs) Who is that guy?
3: Jazz bath. Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Is perfect. Come kiss me one more time. I couldn't dream this up, even if I tried. You and me in this moment feels like magic. Don't I? I'm right where I wanna be. Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait. gonna be About heaven, like the just... Talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go Saying now it's gonna be so good so beautiful. kiss me one more time
0: and welcome back because what safe
1: passages organization does is that it, it um batter women girls that have been trafficked you know foster kids they they, they you know ones that that make wrong choices i guess you could say and they get in trouble in their life and they they come to this charity organization and they put programs together, together they they get them jobs, they help them clean up their lives, they get them in counseling, and 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 even um, Jessica Simpson, she supports with clothes, she donates to the, the charity event, and it's a wonderful charity event, and I, I do a lot of volunteering, singing at her events, and helping with the fundraising, and I sang at that event the other night, like I said, and I had these girls coming up to me, and I one girl just, you know, just tears rolling, I mean, it's all. You know, I don't care if I'm in an audience of five or if I'm an audience of a thousand. I always have several people that come up to me and start telling me about how much that song touched them, and and I need to reach out and I need to make this right with my dad, or I need to I need to make this right with my child. I mean, it's 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 powerful because music mm-hmm. has a way to reach the soul more sometimes than speaking does. You know,
0: that's so. right. Absolutely. Well, good for you. That's un- that's unbelievable. Well, let's talk about you and William Shatner. Well, tell us about your relationship with William I'm Shatner. Gonna,
1: I'm going to start a reputation here because I just did an interview on this other <laughs> show the other day, and I, I don't know how this topic came up between me and the other girl that was sitting there, but... Somehow or another, Ron Jeremy, the porn star came up. And I said, yeah, I never at an event. And she goes, yeah, me too. And I think your phone was in my phone. And I said, I think he's in mine too. And, and next thing you know, the, the title of the show was uh, how the thing that uh, that Sherry and, and the other guests have in common with Ron Jeremy, the porn star. I said, are you kidding me? I was about to lose my mind over that one. So, yeah, so oh let's, let's clarify uh, William Shatner does. He works with horses, and he um, he's amazing. And he I'm a big yeah. horse activist, and he does yeah, a lot for autistic yeah. autistic kids. And he, he every year he has a charity event held at the Burbank Equestrian Center. And my girlfriend was a publicist for him, and um, for that event, and I think other events as well that he did. But she called me and asked me if I would like to sing at that event. And so she sent my, my music over to Shatner, and Shatner just, he really loved my music. And so I ended up opening up for Randy Travis at the, the event, and um, sang, and,
4: um,
1: you know, what's really cool is when you got William Shatner announcing, this is my favorite singer in country music, <laughs> he didn't say that about Randy Travis, he said about me. I was like, kudos, you know?
2: But uh, yeah. I never forget yeah. that.
1: I wish I had that on camera. I think somebody filmed it, but I don't have it. Somebody but, um, had to film was, it. They got to be out somebody
0: there
2: somewhere. Did, but
1: <laughs> but I didn't get it. But anyway, I thought that was pretty super cool. But but not only that, yeah. he called me up. He gave have a number, and he called me. And I, when he called me, I was like, "What?" And he said, "Do you mind <laughs> singing the anthem when I ride out into the arena on my horse?" That you know, the national anthem. I said, "Absolutely." And I'm out there tracking around in the heels and the mud and the dirt, sinking. I was like, what in, oh world in the world am I sinking with the heels out of here? I, I wasn't thinking on that one because, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be a hard dirt service, but it was not. It was a let's just sink in the dirt. So it was pretty and you were that. And you wore know. high
0: heel shoes. You wore high heel shoes out there.
1: I don't know what I was when I went to when I went to the event that day. I wasn't thinking to bring flats to go out into the arena. This is the kind of stuff that I end up getting myself into, you know. <laughs> this oh is what gosh. happens when you when you're being your own manager, you know, when you're managing your own affairs. I mean, I may have had publicists, but I didn't have a manager at the time, so I'm out there doing it all.
0: Oh my god! Oh, you're a mess. You are a mess. Oh Michael my god!
1: Managing. Micromanaging my mom, who I flew out, and my uh, one of my best friends, and they're all starstruck, and I'm trying to keep them calm, cool, and collective. And you know, just, just, just don't be too. I mean, because there's a lot of celebrities there. I say, just y'all, just stay quiet. Don't be running around getting everybody's autographs. Come on now, just stay. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> my mom was hilarious. She wanted to make rice cookies, or what are all you know, those things? Those rice things. Uh, with the marshmallow in it. So I gave those to William Shatner because my mom made them for him.
0: <laughs> oh, crispy. So the rice
1: crispy. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God.
0: My the rice mom crispy come yeah. She made those? Yes.
4: <laughs> oh, God. What did so, you say you know, about them?
0: What
1: did he say? I I said, Mom, my mom made these for you, and he just, he was so gracious and so wonderful. I mean, he was, you get this big smile, and he's, I got a photo of that. I could just see his
0: smile and those big cheeks
1: he's got, you know? He's very down to earth, you know? A lot of these these people that you think that are, that aren't,
0: are down
1: to earth, you know? So he's wonderful.
0: Hey, anybody that loves
1: horses is wonderful in my book,
0: you know? Animals in general. that's that's the way I feel because I grew up with horses, and I just I I love. That's the soft spot with me. I love all animals. Don't get me wrong, but I grew mm-hmm. up with horses and quarter horses. But you know, but I just love them. I love them to death, and and so I I really pull for them, and 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 I'm always trying to get involved any way I can. Right, right. <laughs> You're out. I'm Bev Moore and we'll be right back
3: after the break. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh.
0: Welcome back. But I noticed that with, with William and I was like I wonder how she thinks about William. I wanna hear the story.
1: <laughs> oh, I think he's I I think he's great. I I just I love what he does and
0: um yeah. I love his heart.
1: You know That's you awesome. know what brought me when I first came to LA I came out here to I, I, I ended up being uh the body not body double, but these well I guess I was the body double. For Jane Seymour, I was her, her double for, for you know, the last season of her show. I worked with her, and I had heard all these things, you know. Oh, you know, and it, I was a nervous wreck. I just kind of stayed in my lane, but I really, I thought she was really a sweet, very professional, and and really great to work on the set with her. You know, I was very honored to be on that show. You know. You and, can't believe uh, what
0: people say. You can't believe all that stuff. Well, this you know, is so. You,
1: this is this. This is you, like you don't read reviews. I mean, you do read them, but you don't like. If I read every review on a movie, and oh, I'm not going to go see that because that, you know, everybody has got an opinion. So it's that's like right. you gotta you gotta have your own. Listen, you gotta have a mind of your own.
0: That's right, and be non biased.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to have a mind of your own. And uh, unfortunately, right. a lot of people don't have a mind of their own. So they need guidance through life <laughs> on every corner and head hand held. But you've got to to survive. You better have a mind of your own. Yeah, but I, you I got or to. you would say, or if you listen to, the, to, to all the negative that's going on, you wouldn't even walk out the door, you know? No. I mean, no. You'd never survive if you did that. Yeah. That's right. We're here to live. To make this place a better place. If we're not doing that, then we're failing our mission in life.
0: And the only way we're gonna do that is to be positive and That's help right. one another. That's right. So tell us, um, tell us what's next, what to look out for with you before we close out, and how you know the listeners can find you.
1: Well, that's a weighted question. <laughs> I yeah, this is a begging. You can, if you want to Google my name, Sherry, S H E R I, Pedigo, you'll find me online. My website, or, well, my website's down right now because I'm redoing it, but it will be back up. It's called for the documentary. It's Father Me, Father, F A T H E R, Me, M E, the documentary.com. That's the web page. But I have a Instagram page and I have a Facebook page. I'm LinkedIn. I'm very, very um, visible on the LinkedIn page. I, I firmly believe in LinkedIn. Um, it's one of my favorite network outlets. It's, I think it's one of the most professional ones out there personally. Um, so I, I, I do a lot of correspondence with people book me through LinkedIn um, because they can see all my recommendations below and the people that I've worked with in the past. And it gives mm-hmm. links to my work. And I I, I say Perfect. find me on LinkedIn under my name Sherry Pettigo and reach out to me there. I I'd actually prefer people to reach out to me through LinkedIn actually because I okay. I will I, I I'll get it and you'll be able to see more about me there and click on some links and stuff. So and it, it's S-A-T-R-E-R. well, you'll have the spelling of my name, so Yeah. Okay. And you know, you people can get a hold of me through email as well. You know, my email's there and um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to, if anybody wants me to come speak or sing at their engagements, I'd be happy to come and, you know, be, a, you know, just, yeah.
0: Well, I'm just going to have to remember that when I, when I plan my future engagements.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I will. Where are you living at now, Sherry?
1: I uh, actually went back to Tennessee during the pandemic, what I thought was going to be three months, and I, I moved out to East Tennessee, about an hour and a half east of Nashville, and I um, I just currently um, have bought a little acre out there, so close to a lake, and I'm
2: I I I'm to be
1: like my little my little haven. I've got a well. I'm off the grid, you know. I've got well water. Can you believe that well water? What a concept! (laughs) And yeah, I do. And I, you know, hey, you never know. I mean. Just uh, you never know when the well's going to run dry in, in the city. <laughs> That's
0: right. Hey, get your horse, get your horse ready, and and just mm-hmm. uh, your own little farm. How about it? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I figured it was wise to have that, you know, because you never know when that whole thing happened with the water up in Ohio when that train derailed. I was like, I think I want, I think I want to get a well and have well water and and know where the source is coming from and and be able to treat it and you know, you put the UV, you put the UV light on, it kills everything. I bought a Berkey. You know, I'm just kind of trying to prepare to have good, clean water because I think water is probably one of the most important things that you can put in your body, and I want, I want right. my go water clean. to be good. Well, yeah. good
0: for you. Go clean. That's, that's the way to go. I like go it. Clean, go, <laughs> go clean, go green. Go
1: clean, go green. Absolutely.
0: Well, Sherry, I have had a blast. I really have. I have really... Um, enjoyed learning you, learning about you, and getting to know you a lot better. And I'm sure the audience will be, will think the same and love this show uh, when it comes out on the air. And I just, you know, I just want to thank you for being a guest on the Bev Moore Show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Bev Moore Show. I hope you've enjoyed this program and will tune in for many more. Until next time, take care.